Technology. And at 7.30 here on Mondays, we hear live on the telephone with R.W. Estella. Good morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Allison. Mid-morning yesterday at the Bar Harbor Glider Port, as breezes arrived ever so slightly from the Gulf of Maine, I was chatting casually to a set of passengers who were up for the weekend from the Gulf of Mexico. One of the many enjoyable elements of my summer job description is my serving as escort for the passengers who have bought their tickets and are now ready to board the glider for their ride. This means we have to walk from an upper gated waiting area down along a path for a couple of hundred yards to where the glider pilot is waiting to seat them in his aircraft. Then I get in my tow plane nearby and begin the process of defying gravity, eventually pulling the glider and its passengers and pilot up to various predetermined altitudes that may reach to 5,500 feet above ground level, or AGL. At least 50% of the passengers temporarily in my charge, from gate to aircraft, are from foreign lands. Among the other 50% are roughly as many people from Maine as from other regions in the United States. For example, my first passenger of the day had been a fellow named Georgi, who was originally from Bulgaria, but now works in New York. As Georgi was landing in the glider, I began leading the next ride's passengers, Azamat and Leila, a couple from Kazakhstan, down the winding path from the upper waiting area. The three of us met Georgi on his way back up, and I introduced him to the two Kazakhs, who immediately began asking him in Russian how the ride was, whereupon he animatedly gave them a brief all-smiles report. My third group was from Louisiana. Over the past month, I've probably met a few dozen vacationing folks from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida at the glider port. After I've learned where they hail from, I usually say something like, well, I'll bet people have been asking you lots of questions, and they'll reply, oh, you mean about the Gulf. Then I'll immediately give them a chance to shift the conversation to another topic, as some of them would rather discuss other things, such as information about vacation land. Others, however, like yesterday morning's family from New Orleans, sounded as if they needed to sound off a little bit about what was happening in their home state. As might be expected, much of what they were saying about the BP disaster in the Gulf concerned the hard, insoluble ironies involved. For instance, the Gulf has no shortage of fishermen who are willing to help with containment and cleanup, but because they do not wear steel-toed boots, many of them, Thousands of these fishermen are being turned away by the U.S. Coast Guard. But the family from New Orleans also were emphatically of the opinion that the major reason the government hasn't been more energetically and effectively involved in the Gulf of Mexico oil catastrophe is that the government doesn't want to be saddled with the colossal expenses involved. To offset the enormously depressing discussion, I successfully turned the conversation back to why the Louisianans were in Maine to see the sites, of course, and pulled out a few maps of Mount Desert Island and Acadia National Park. Before long, it was time to go flying. Later, during the actual tow, I looked down to see some haying being done in a large field just off Route 3 in Trenton. The pasture was a large one, providing some decent thermal activity for a few seconds. As I rose in the updraft, the folks from Louisiana at the end of a 250-foot rope that trailed from the tail of the plane I was flying to the nose of the glider they were riding in, the notion of connectivity wasn't lost on me. And I wondered how much longer the people along the northern boundaries of the Gulf of Mexico will be waiting until the connection between them and the assistance of the rest of the country will be felt in a big way. From the hangar in Trenton, Maine, 
Have a great day.